Hello, and welcome to the Cody Builds a Business Podcast, your front row seat to watching me build a seven-figure online business from scratch or die trying. And I'm your host, Cody Birch. And on today's episode, we'll be talking about why you need bigger vision in your life and in your business, and most importantly, how to actually get that. I also have a huge announcement that's about a year in the making. So let's not waste any more time and let's get started. A few weeks ago, we wrapped up a great summer and took a vacation to San Diego, like I mentioned a few times on the podcast so far. And we got to the hotel, and the hotel, if you've been to San Diego before, we were sort of near SeaWorld, sort of near the zoo. We weren't necessarily on the beach, but we were close. We could get there in five to 10 minutes, something like that. Uh, So we weren't on the beach, and my kids had never been to the beach. They were seven, nine, and 11, all boys. And some days they would ask, what's the beach like, Dad? Is it cool? Is Is it sandy? What does the sand feel like? Can we get buried? I mean, they knew what sand was, but from sandboxes and from playgrounds and things like that, they'd never seen a beach, never felt the power of a wave. I'm a big guy and I love being in the waves and just feeling the awesome magnitude of a wave, like pushing you down and moving you back. And just, it's, it's, uh, undescribable if you've never experienced it. So we were going to go to the beach as fast as we could, but we went to the hotel first to get checked in and drop our stuff off. And the kids weren't sure what a beach was. And so we were walking to breakfast the first day and near the hotel, it had a courtyard with a pool in the middle and a grilling area and palm trees. And the palm trees were planted in sand. And I made a joke to one of my kids on the walk to a mediocre breakfast at the, you know, at the breakfast buffet. Hey guys, that's the beach. This little bit of sand, you know, four feet in diameter with a palm tree sticking out as the beach. And for a millisecond, I tricked one of them. I forget who it was. And then they smiled. They're like, no, that's not the beach. It's like, well, it's kind of the same thing. Now, I honestly think that I could have tricked my kids into thinking and believing that that was the beach. And they probably, because their kids would have been content to play in that amount of sand for a while, like a sandbox, not ever really knowing what the actual beach was like. And it's just a metaphor because I was just kind of playing with them. And then, you know, later that day we went to the actual beach and we just remember the kids were standing, they got close, they peeked over the rocks and they could see the beach for the first time. And they were really excited. And it was just a cool moment for me as a dad to get to see our kids experience the beach for the first time. It's maybe no different than experiencing the mountains for the first time or snow for the first time, or, you know, the beach for the first time or the ocean or a river or whatever. And so when they got to the beach, they ran nonstop nonstop energy up and down the sand, burying each other and throwing sand and experiencing the physics of the waves. And the water was really cold in that area. And there was lots of seaweed and stuff in the water. wasn't super clean um, uh, with this natural vegetation, but there was sand as far as the eye can see. You know, when you're on almost any beach, you can't see the end of the beach. It just goes forever up north or forever down south. You know, we could see Mexico probably from where we were at on that beach. It just goes forever and you get in the water and you can't see where the water ends from where your perspective is. It just goes on forever. And so my point of this is we don't have the vision as much for our business. My kids didn't know that the beach that they were looking at, the beach with air quotes by the palm tree, by the breakfast buffet, wasn't the actual beach because they've never seen it before. They had never been introduced. They never had a chance to know what the actual experience was like, that there was a big world out there, big sun, and and seemingly infinite amount of sand waves that never end. It's just this different concept. And so it made me think about how I used to look at my business like that little sandbox with a palm tree in it and go, is this it? Is this all that life is, or is this all that running a business can be? And sometimes, and 
we all just get kind of content to play in the sand. That's not the real thing that, that, that was intended for us. If that makes sense, we're content to accept less than the big goal or the big vision for what really is with entrepreneurship, with running a business, with having an online funnel or an online business or, you know, whatever your, whatever type of solution you provide to the people, it's literally infinite. It's like that beach. It can go on forever. It's like that ocean. It can be as big as possible. If you have the right model, you can get as big or as small as you want. You can live enormous metaphorically or literally or whatever, or you can live as small as you'd like and say, no, I'm content to be small. And that's also totally okay. If you say, no, this is it. I serve digital marketing in the Northern part of Colorado Springs for the 10 businesses that are here. That's okay. That's not a very big vision, but that's, you know, no judgment there. If that's what you feel called to do and feel led to do, that's okay. But for me, I really feel called to have a bigger vision. And with me, I just couldn't see it. Right. So my first goal when I started the agency was don't go bankrupt. And I actually don't remember thinking that. I thought, I don't mind if I go bankrupt. What's the worst that can happen? We wait a couple of years, we buy a different house, we rent for a bit. Bankruptcy is a gift to entrepreneurs. I never had to have a bankruptcy, but I don't mind it. I embrace it if it ever were to happen. I don't see that I'm on any kind of trajectory for that to be the case, but that was my goal. I set the bar really low. And then my goal was if I could make as much money as I did at my last job. I've been there for 11 years, had about a six-figure salary plus the benefits and thought, well, if I can do that, well, that happened in month one. Not only did I not go bankrupt, but I made just more than my salary uh, was the previous month and thought, well, that's interesting. And then I made other milestones, you know, 10 K a month, 20 K a month, 30 K a month, whatever. And started to check those off, uh, as well as the agency grew in the first year. But then I thought, well, is this it, you know, serve six to 10 clients, try to make more money up my prices a bit. And then I kept getting these new visions for what the business could be by people who had been there before or could see beyond what I could see. They were holding my hand and taking me, you know, to the beach or deeper into the forest or, you know, whatever, and saying, there's a big world out here. You can reach a lot of people. If you have a big enough vision, you don't have to live small. You can reach as many people as you would like. So I went to an event in April this year and there were 20 people there. Five or six had major podcasts. I came back from that event and I started this podcast the next day because I was surrounded by people who had leveled up and had had big influential podcasts and they have like major podcasts. I didn't know it when I, when they introduced themselves, but I went and looked them up. I was like, Oh, you mean you have an enormous podcast like you, which I guess is hard to say. It's like the old Brian Regan joke that rich people that live in mansions, they would never call it a mansion. Like come, come over to my mansion. You know, it's, it's not something people would say. So I don't expect a, a uh, major podcast or say, Hey, my name's Cody. I have a major podcast. It's enormous. You know, that's just not something people say you have to find that out later. So anyways, I had, they had a bigger vision than I did. And then earlier this this year, it was actually in June, some mid-June, almost two months ago, to the date, uh, Dean Jackson, one of the best marketers of all time, challenged me to write a book. He said, you need a book. And he had a bigger vision, right? He had seen with a guy like me, with a skill set like I have, with the thoughts that I think and the and the words that I say that would serve in a book, that people could want to learn more about the one-hour funnel process by reading a book. And so he challenged me to do that. And uh, I'm here to announce today that on my kitchen counter upstairs last Thursday, a box arrived and I wasn't expecting anything from Amazon. I kind of forgot what it was because I had ordered prints or proofs of my book. I ordered just five copies. And as of the time of the recording of this show, I haven't opened it yet. I don't, I don't know exactly why. I think I'm too nervous to see what's inside. So I'm going to open it tomorrow on, on Facebook Live, which would, which would be Monday, um, August 27th. I'll open it on Facebook Live see what's in it and, and, you know, just celebrate the fact that that happened, that I wrote a book and, uh, and it's here. Um, and by the way, if you want to get a copy of the book and see what it's about, there's a free digital copy available at one hour slash book. Tried to make it very simple. Just updated that funnel today and it's ready to go. You can get a copy of the book for free. 
to learn the frameworks that I use to build marketing funnels quickly. But anyways, it's back to people that had a bigger vision than I did because I couldn't do it on my own. I couldn't see around the corner. I couldn't see what was beyond the hill. I didn't have the perspective or the life experience or whatever to be able to do that. In the next segment, I'm going to talk about how you dream bigger and how you surround yourself with people that can help call you forth out of your current reality into the next step. So you may be thinking, this all sounds good. I need to have bigger vision for myself. I want to have a bigger dream. You know, what is the actual potential of my business? And I've got a couple of things that I wanted to share with you that will help you get there. Number one is your circle of friends and family and influencers and buddies and whatever that is, right? Your immediate circle of people that when I started to have this intuition that it was time for me to move on from this job I had had for 11 years, uh, I honestly thought I wanted to stay. And so I shared the frustrations that I was having with what was going on at, at that job and shared with my parents and you know just my close network of people. One of them told me to call it their board of advisors. And he said, hey, you can go back and tell your boss that your board of advisors is pointing you in this direction and stuff like that. And he was kind of joking, but it's really true. I had an unofficial board of advisors, just people I was bouncing ideas off of saying, these are the challenges I'm facing. This is how I feel about them. And what do you think I should do? And to a person, they all said, well, you should quit. It's time for you to move on. That chapter of your life, let's be grateful for it and honor it and go start a new chapter. And I thought, no, I don't want to start a new chapter. I want to stay. I've been here for a long time. I can grow this other thing, this other person's vision. I can grow it grow it for them. And uh, everybody was just kind of calling me out of that. I just couldn't quite see it. And then a few weeks went by, and then I did get a clear path and a clear vision for myself of how I could actually make that transition with grace and honor that and show gratitude and then actually move on to the next part. So if it weren't for those people... For me, it was my wife who's very supportive and she could see it. You know, she she knows she knows me better than anybody else in the whole world, and she could see on the other side of it and say, It's good over here. You should come. Like I can see what's over here and it's good, and we're gonna make it. And back to earlier, I said if we went bankrupt or anything like that, which honestly I don't think was an actual threat, but we were willing to do whatever it took. If we had to sell our house at the time, we had a rental property. I thought I can sell that, take the equity out. We can sell our primary residence, take the equity out of that, rent a house, and get some cash if it, that's if that's what it takes to run the business. Now I didn't come to that, but the willingness was earnestly there if that's what it took to get there. And my wife was cool with that too. My parents, they don't um, have an entrepreneurial vein uh, necessarily. They, My dad's been a police officer for his whole life. He's about to retire. And so he wasn't like calling on the time he started his own company saying, look, it's just like this, son. You know, I've, I've done this millions of times. We should, you know, this is how it's like to start your own company. But he was very supportive in prayer and in counseling and, and coaching like any good dad would be. And then my brother-in-law was amazing. He's he started and, and, st- and stopped a lot of businesses and started a lot of, um, worked with lots of startups that have gotten sold and acquired and all those types of things. So he has a good breadth of knowledge and also just a very pragmatic, utilitarian, like honest guy. He was very great to work with. But anyways, I had a great close network of people, of friends and family that had bigger vision than I had because I just wanted to be kind of sad or kind of depressed or mourn the loss of this transition. And, and, and that was really the wrong way to see it. And other people could see beyond that. So that's number one is who's in your circle of friends. And honestly, <laughs> it's a little bit of a rabbit trail, but I don't, if people don't believe in you, if I, if I knew in my heart it was time for me to move and leave and move on from that job and people were saying, no, I think you should stay, I would know that was in conflict with what my heart wanted to do, what my soul wanted to do. And I wouldn't have given that person uh, probably a second chance to speak into my career choices. Like, I don't know, there's probably some types of people out there like, why don't you just stay? You've been there for a while. You've got a good thing. That company's growing quite a bit. Why don't you just stick around? Like, I'm sure somebody had that opinion, but 
I had to surround myself with people who had a bigger vision, better vision with my best interest in heart. And, and oddly enough, every single person to a T that I, uh, that I revered, were all saying the same thing. They were all saying it's time to move on. Right. So surround yourself with good people and you know, you're the sum of the five people you hang around with. If all of your buddies are not doing what you want to be doing, then they might not be the best people to bounce that off of. But I could go to entrepreneurs that I had served and we had coached at this previous job and seen how their life worked and see how they put the pieces together, see how they made money and had a really clear vision from that of what that could look like. So that's number one. Number two is mentors, people that are probably older than you. I don't have any mentors in my life that happen to be younger than I am. I'm 38 years old. Um, there's great people that have spoken into my business and I'm not going to go name by name, but they are older and they've done it before and they've seen it done before. They've transitioned jobs. They've counseled people or coached people that have done a transition like, like I had. And so I went as I was considering transitioning, thought who could help me you know, think through this, who's done this before, who's either seen it firsthand themselves or as a professional kind of coach or counselor and can get that, get me through that. So I went to different events and I joined different mastermind groups and I put myself in front of other people. And I've got a quick tip. If you're thinking, well, I don't know how to get a mentor. Well, I would start with your local area. I started local. I found some people that I didn't quite know, but knew they had a skill set that I could kind of borrow their strength, so to speak, right? Like I could, they'd been there before and I could buy them a cup of coffee, buy them lunch. Ultimately, if they had said, no, I don't have time for coffee. Uh, which is kind of where I'm at now. Like, no, you can't pick my brain. I've got other things going on. But if there's other ways that people could serve me or I could serve them, it would be great. So if a guy said, "Hey, I'll I'll buy you coffee if I, you know, if you let me redo your website," I'd be like, "Oh, awesome! That'd be great. Yeah, for sure. You can redo my website and and I'll buy you coffee." You know, um, so buy them lunch if you have a skill set that could serve them. For me, I know how to make funnels incredibly quickly. Some would say in an hour or less, right? So I could take somebody that I wanted to be mentored by or have a conversation by and say, hey, would you jump on the phone with me for 30 minutes? I wanted to bounce an idea off of you and collaborate on a solution. And also wanted to let you know that I'm, you know, I've got this particular skill set of graphic design website. I make the best cookies you've ever had in your life, you know, whatever it is and serve them, grow their vision, grow their business. And then I would found I've gotten a lot more people willing to work with me that way when it comes to like free mentoring and things like that. And last thing I'll say on that is that older people love doing that. Now, if you're an older person listening, I mean myself, I've done this once now, since I've transitioned, one other guy came to me younger than I did, younger than I am, same situation and said, Hey, I think I need to leave this position I'm at. And here's how I'm feeling. And here's what's going on. And I was able to listen and hear and counsel and, and, and point in the right direction, give him time to process ideas, you know, teach him, coach him. So when I say old people love it, I mean me, like it's a fun part of life as you get older and you have these life experiences and this wisdom and you see somebody come up that you have been where they are and you know what it's like if they keep going. So that's my thoughts for today. Today also embedded in here is my big announcement that my book, the one hour funnel is now available. You can get your free download at one hour slash book onehourfunnel.com slash book. I'll put a link in the show notes as well. And you can grab your free copy of that and understand the basic concept. The book is free. So if you, it's not free plus shipping, it's just free. If you go to that link um, at this time, at least you can get a free digital copy. So take a look at it. It's a short read. It's uh, it'll take you under an hour, which who would I be to write a book called the one hour funnel? It takes you 11 hours to read. So it's a short book. It's about a 45 minute read, 45 to 50 minute read. And uh, more of my you know thoughts on marketing and how to get your ideas products and services out to the marketplace. So it'd mean a lot to me if you would go check that out and enjoy it. Let me know your thoughts. Hit me up on social media at one hour funnel on Instagram or Cody Birch digital on Facebook. And I will see you on the next episode. Thanks. Bye.